welcome to episode 100 of Forbidden Boop. That was Cinema. A, that was supposed to be a cork pop. I don't know if it actually worked. <laughs> it's my love language. Um, Am I a sound effect comedian now? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Police Academy 12, golly. Watch out, watch out. <laughs> Sorry, babe, continue. Well, guys, it's episode 100. Can't even believe it. Um, and we are, we promised something big. We promised something that has been asked for and long awaited. Our most, with showgirls or maybe this? I don't know. This it, might be our most, this is this our is longest, longest requested. Longest requested, for sure. <laughs> and guys, we watched Jade. Oh, man. We watched Jade. We watched the shit out of Jade. Yes, we did. On a rainy Saturday afternoon. It was almost light outside. It was a weird, weird time. It was supposed to be, what, like a quarter of an inch of rain, 30% chance, and it ended up flooding our neighborhood? <laughs> I mean, it it got, it got mostly dark outside, which considering the, the movie was dark the entire time. Was this like a Noah's Ark situation? Was, it, it was really there was. someone out there trying to drown us for watching <laughs> Like, no, no. Oh, my gosh. This was all the things. It so really tell me, was. babe, what do you know about this movie going into it? Unfortunately, what I know about this movie is that it's ridiculous. Like, what the, the references in pop culture that I have, I have Steve Carell talking about it in 40-Year-Old Virgin. It's like, how do I need to act? He's like... You know, kind of like a dick, like David Caruso and Jade. He's like, got it. <laughs> um, and but you know what? I didn't like really get Not that reference. All. It was slightly <laughs> stoic. He was stoic, um, but yeah, he didn't. It was just like he had to ask. You know, Steve Carell's version is just asking questions <laughs> to your, like, just repeating your question back to you. Like, uh, he's like, "Do you want me to be a fucking idiot?" <laughs> That is not what he said. Um, no, I, it's not. I commend you. <laughs> for making it 2023. Um, and then also just be, you know, I have listened to the episode of How Did This Get Made? They did. They have watched this. And so that definitely puts it into I, a I pantheon of of movies. I might have listened to that episode, but it might have been. It was probably 50 episodes ago because I thought. It was a long time ago. We, we decided to do Showgirls for 50. We decided I think we were going to do Jade for 100. Yeah. And so, yeah. I think I was like, eh, it's like two years from it's now. It's safe. It's safe. I can go ahead and I'll have forgotten it by then. A hundred percent. I might have been drinking. I don't know. You know. Probably. <laughs> it is a good chance. <laughs> we watched this stone cold sober. <laughs> oh my. We're still stone cold sober. We're drinking coffee. We're drinking coffee. We, we, have, an, we have a hard out. Uh, so this is either going to be a short one or a two parter. So we'll see what happens. Oh, here we go. Jenny got her bunko night with the girls uh, coming up. So... Uh, if we have to do a second part after, it's going to be vastly Ooh, different. It'll be real different. <laughs> all the neighborhood ladies, all the mamas get to, <laughs> got somebody to watch the kids. <laughs> Man, so we we open with this movie. We have a really long title sequence. They use all the scary notes on the piano. The suspenseful piano. And then we get a pan flute. And then we get all the strings tuning up. It is all of the suspenseful things. It's wild. Yeah, we've got like brush strokes. I can't say. Paint splatters going all over the place. Yeah, just like we're, we're trying to be so artistic. So much. Yeah. There is nothing cooler or edgier in the 90s than something to do with the art world. Like, don't oh you think? Oh, my goodness. I mean, because she's, I wrote that later. We we can get to it when we get to uh -huh. it. But she's a psychiatrist. Yeah, I thought she was an art or person. a psychologist. But she's also working in art acquisitions. She just has like all of the '90s cool jobs. Yeah, I mean, 
A hundred percent. You were going to have somebody. I mean, we've got nine and a half weeks. You've got Kim um, Kim Fessinger working in an art gallery. Um, you've got, that's what Charlotte does in Sex in the City. Like, it's just, if you are part of being plugged into being cool, you are in the art world. <laughs> so we've got William Friedkin and Joe Esterhaas combined. I'll do more of this on going deeper. Uh-huh. But William Friedkin, what do you know about him? I know, didn't he just die? He did, he did. Yeah, I, I know the name and I, I know I've, listen to things and talked about better his movie movies face, than this <laughs> I, yeah I, I think that i knew that the exorcist okay yeah. uh, the french connection definitely he's a capable movie director <laughs> <laughs> and joe esterhaas do you know anything about him he was just sort of like rock star hard partying screenwriter of the day he did basic instinct and then people right. were just like here's two million dollars go write me and you just go for like over a long weekend and write a screenplay and here, okay, that's $2 million. Give me $2 million for another one. And it was just wild. Didn't he do um, Showgirls? Showgirls, yeah, yeah, yeah. Famously, Showgirls and this the same year. Hot take. I, I did hear this on another podcast and we were talking about it that the name, like Nomi, was the woman he was having an affair with at the time. That was her nickname. It was, yes, yeah, yes. It's like, that's. No, I think, yeah, he just like went on vacation with his family to Hawaii. Like, wife and four kids and met this girl and just went home with her and left them in Hawaii. That is crazy. It sounds like one of his screenplays. And I think has four kids with her now. He's just good at having... He's good at sex and drugs, and he wrote a couple of good screenplays. Look at that on his epitaph. Yes. You've just written his New York Times obituary. <laughs> so we're, we're, we're panning through a, a big home. Before that, though, it is a steamy night. There yes, is that's steam true. rising through. And we have wind chimes. Like, is this? Body heat. Body heat. Yeah. Like, very body heat opening. Very, very much so. It's like all, yeah, it's like, okay, what worked? What was sexy? You know, let's just throw all these in. Um, and then we start panning through this house with all of the art. Is this going to be racist? Well, because I, I just immediately see. Yeah, I was like, you can feel the appropriation. It's <laughs> in my notes. There's like Japanese you, stuff. There's Italian stuff. Like there's Japanese there's stuff right African below, stuff. like you know, a uh, uh, Madonna and Christ. Yeah, uh, this guy is painting. not very. He is not curating the wings of his house very well. No, not at all. It's just a bunch of junk. Um, and we have the first. Jump scare on the mask. And they do that like three times. It's so and wild. I jumped every time. <laughs> it's like right in the nook of the top of the stairs. You would knock that over. You would you would come down in the middle of the night, you would knock that over. Yeah, it's really poor placing. And it's really creepy. I don't know why you'd want it to greet your guests that We way. would have a cat sitting on that thing. <laughs> For sure. Little cat eyes through the mask. I wonder, I'm sure that works really well in the theater. I bet it has not worked on home video for many years. And now, you know, we've got a super loud home theater system and it's working again. Good for us, I guess. We also see photos of, I guess, we're, we're to, to assume the guy who lives in this house with Reagan, with Nixon, with, um, I think, Margaret Thatcher. Margaret Thatcher. I think we have like, H.W. Bush. I was like, maybe not convincing me that this isn't going to be racist <laughs> it's like we're supposed to think by these photos this guy's a big fucking deal he is rich right or he's really good at putting himself in photos with these people <laughs> i mean there's some bad photoshop there later. really is so you know <laughs> there's some 1995 i looked up photoshop came out in 1990s they were probably photoshopping they probably this was were not like in the dark room gluing things together 
So then we've got so many sconces of the wall as we we hear some muffled arguing. Um, then we have some really loud noises. Is he going to get sexed to death? And I was wrong. <laughs> nope, he did not get sexed to death. No, not at all. Um, we don't see find out exactly how he dies for a minute, but like, like, where is the guy getting murdered? We keep on just like somebody is getting murdered in this house, and we keep on just panning around to see more rich stuff. I don't think someone's getting murdered until right where it, we're, we're basically in the room when we actually had the screaming. So I think like, we're we just start arguing. He- we start hearing the thumps. <laughs> I guess so, because he's, spoiler alert, he's all trussed up and, you know, everything. So that took some time. Yeah. Um, And honestly, like, we really shouldn't have been arguing up to the point because there's no way that one person did this, got him on the wall by themselves with, with him struggling. So that's that's a whole other thing. We don't really get into the logistics of this crime. No, at all. I feel like I heard a woman's voice, and I feel like I heard more than four whacks. I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, we, I, do, I, we did not de- go back and you have to. Yeah, you definitely have to ask um, Lizzie Borden about wax <laughs> more than this. Um, but yeah, so then we got blood seeping under the under little something. screen that looks almost exactly like the one you have <laughs> that I won from Dillard's. <laughs> Weighs forty seven thousand pounds. I went it from Dillard's, like in like you know things like right in a little slip. And I'm pretty sure you have to be eighteen to win all those. I went so many of those things like when I was like twelve years old. And they, <laughs> I guess my mom claimed them. I, I don't know, but but yeah, your father brought it over when he was bringing over something else that we actually wanted. Yeah, he's like ha ha ha. That's <laughs> yours now, fuckers. <laughs> Runs away, jumps in his truck. <laughs> that's real par for the course. It has what maybe one hinge that's still attached. Yes, it's, <laughs> it is so broken. It's gonna take so much work. It, uh, yeah, it's definitely not worth it. Um, it's beautiful. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, so then we got blood seeping under our screen. It looks very metallic. It's kind of got a weird vibe to it. Um, and then we're at a gala. We like dissolve straight to a suit hot air balloon. Oh yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> it, it was like do? it was like a disco ball, but it was like a suit jacket. That I mean, it's a black and white event, I guess. I guess, but it, it didn't really represent that. I don't know what some someone thought they were going to be. They were being so creative. I don't know. I mean, you had friends have a hot air balloon land in their backyard. Yeah, I know, just emergency. randomly. <laughs> like this week, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did even before they like mentioned it was a black and white ball. I was like, is this like a silver sneakers dance? Like, there's a lot of old people in this dance. <laughs> like, they're real dressed up. They look nice, but I mean, I think we were talking during true life. I want to get invited to a gala or a white tie yeah. or something. We can probably figure that out. Um, yeah, you probably want to have a suit, though. Get get it. Get ready. Just manifest it. Have it ready. I don't know. Then I have to stay that size. Uh, that's true. Like every time I go to the gym, I have to think. I can't go to the gym that hard. Or every time I it's see like a my, cheeseburger, my I dad, think. my dad. So there are four daughters in my family. My dad bought the tux when we got married, being the first getting married. So he'll have a tux. Like as if his, as if he was not going to gain or lose like weight 50 for the to next 70 or whatever, you know, like that your body's not the same. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I, I don't know if you wore the same tux every single time. I didn't ask, you know, it seems like one of those things that you just assume like, of course you're still fitting. Of course that it's the same tux. Of course, of course you're not like bursting that thing at the same Of seams. course. Of course not. <laughs> and as David Caruso in Jade. He's, he's there. He on shows the up in his redheaded glory. He, he looks so out of place. He left NYPD Blue. It was one of the. I mean, talk about forbidden cinema. NYPD Blue. Oh yeah. I mean, I had my 
you know, Sunday school teacher had me sign a petition to get the thing banned from the television because another, it was such filth. Another thing where your signature at your age meant nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think your name on... I don't on, think they're checking IDs on this signature. Which is... But it's, that's real false pretenses. I don't know who they sent it to. Did you just, like, mail it to, like, to Hollywood or something? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I mean, put it in a bottle and throw it. I mean, I wonder how long petition.org has existed, like in in a in a analog status. (laughs) But yeah, so he left a very popular television show to do this. Yeah, I said he is ageless in the oldest way. (laughs) (laughs) Like he definitely he looks fifty in this, and he still looked fifty in CSI. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I mean. He hasn't changed, but it was. <laughs> he couldn't have been thirty. I, I, he probably was thirty. I don't know, but I don't know. No, he didn't wear it well. <laughs> I mean, I hear the kid from Silver Spoons is doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure eventually Mark Paul Gosseler took his role. Maybe like ten years later. Yeah, I feel like he after was... Andy Garcia left, or not Andy Garcia. That's wrong. Uh, I don't think Andy Garcia was on NYPD Blue. It was somebody else. It, it was somebody of of that age. Somebody that was in Star Wars later, and I don't know. He was in Dexter, and uh, yeah. yeah. So then we got Chaz Palminteri. Oh, Chaz, we've eaten at your restaurant. It's and great. It was the, maybe the last thing we did before the pandemic. Yeah, in New York City. Except for busting my grandma out of the uh, nursing home. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and taking her out to brunch that she didn't get. And it's like, oh, great. We just really screwed this and up. And we went to a mall. We went to a mall. Where you got your suit. Where I got my suit, yeah. <laughs> And then, then you were in quarantine for the next two years. We couldn't go anywhere in public, and all we did was drink. So I was like, okay, like fit in the suit the next time you need it. Fit in the suit the next time you need it. Fit in the suit the next time you need it. Yep, so I already lived it. That's true. Every quarantine happy hour, we're like, oh boy, we're going to have to do some planks. So basically this conversation, he's dancing, which we gather it's his wife. It's Linda Forentino. Forentino, yes. He is a sleazy defense attorney in the 90, in 95. I mean, could you come up with – this is right after OJ. Could you come up with a better – like how do we immediately think this guy's job is sleaze? And, no, it was perfect. I mean, he gives all the things. And his name is Matt. I was like, I'm sorry. Chaz Palmer Terry, his name is Matt Gavin. <laughs> uh, David Crusoe's name is David Crusoe. <laughs> he, sh- Chaz Palmer Terry, should be something. Uh, what, what is his name? Like Matt Palmer Terry or something? No, no, but I mean, like, David Caruso is David Corelli. Corelli, oh, he should me. be. He should be Caruso. <laughs> it should be anything else. Like, yeah, like he should be Matt Gavin. Yeah, Corelli is. Like, let's give the redhead Corelli and let's let uh, Chaz Palminteri be Matt. Matt. I was like, every time they said it, I was like, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I mean, this is a real, like, who's the boss kind of situation. <laughs> Tony Danza. Yes, it was. Like, even his initials. They're like, just in case we write DC into this script, you'll know it's you. <laughs> right. I mean, is that why he had to leave NYPD Blue? I don't know what his character's name was. <laughs> but was it, could he, like... Okay, it's your line, about your But line. then he becomes Horatio Kane <laughs> in in uh in my CSI Miami. Maybe he finally figured it out. He was like, maybe Hor- Elizabeth Berkeley and him got together and had some line reads. And- maybe so. She taught him how to like you're you're so you're pretending to be someone else. You have a different name. He's like, oh, 
Oh. Like, why did they never, like, we covered method, we covered how to cry on command, like, we never really got We, we covered how whole, to like... take sunglasses off, but <laughs> responding to another name, that's some high-level stuff. Um, then we get a, basically a paging Mr. Herman, Mr. Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> for, <laughs> for David Corelli to come to the phone. And we have found a body. I think we skipped over maybe my favorite part of this movie, the little flirty, like, like taking Linda Fiorentino, I guess. Oh, right. They used to be an item we learned Yeah, later. he cuts in. She's not down, really. She's 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 kind of icy towards him. But yeah, you, you can tell. Like, this is a weird... This is a weird threesome that didn't does not ever look like it ever belonged together. I feel like they were. I, I don't know. I thought they were kind of having a blast with it, but maybe I was looking at it wrong. I don't know. I, don't know. I thought we were supposed to look at her as kind of like ice queen femme fatale, and that's her. She's playing games, but maybe I'm. I don't know. I mean, well, she is. She is. <laughs> you said like, where is this hotel bar? Because it is awesome. Yeah. We thought maybe it was the Sazerac bar, but I think maybe it's not. But we're gonna figure it out because we're gonna have a drink there. I love it. I mean, we've never been to Northern California, so maybe there's oh, a reason. True. Yeah, I think I'd love to do that. Um, then we jump into a cart. We have the shakiest, most vomity type of camera work. There, it's not that way in, in any this. other scene. But there are like cut, 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 cut scenes. It is. Yeah, whoever the whoever the cinematographer on this, I would like to have some words with. Yeah, I was, it I was like, oh no. Like we get to see the most murdered guys I've ever seen in a movie before. I mean, these people are murdered. Yeah, it's gross. Like, it is gruesome. Murder. And we just get like, cut, cut, cut. You need to know in this movie who 12 different character names are and need to be able to identify their body from a three-frame cut. Yeah. It is, like, I need to outline. Like, one of the things that probably should have been, like, one of the pivotal moments of, like, this the last victim, like... Who was that? Like we just like <laughs> who was that guy? We had to go back and like read a synopsis. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, because we we didn't even have it in a in a place in the house where we'd seen him in the house. If you, if you're gonna do that, you put it in a room where we've been too. Like, give us some context. Anyway, so we are at murdered dude's house, who I think's name was Kyle. Another name I don't think an adult man. A gray-haired adult man in this time period would have. Good for you, but he is hacked up. I mean, he is hanging and it's hacked. Gross. It is gruesome. It's really, really gross when we get in there. Like, whoa. Um, and we've got—I don't remember the actress's name, but I love her. Like, she's like you know the detective. Um, oh, she was great. I'll go deeper on her. I think she has won two Tonys, actually. Okay. Yeah, awesome. and a couple of Emmys. She's yeah, she's yeah. I rec- definitely recognize her from like yeah, or television. TV, te- I think TV. But. Yeah, I think I recognize her more from TV. Uh, but they seem to have a good relationship. But we don't really even know what he is at this moment. Like, is he a, a detective? Is he whatever? But then we, we make it a, an allusion to an electioneer. It's like, well, he has to be has like to be a the DA, DA or, or something, ass- assistant DA, a prosecutor. Yeah. So now we have a prosecutor and a defense attorney who is that are real hands on, but also who is real hands on in this investigation, like. I don't think this is how this works. <laughs> I don't think so. You don't think the prosecutor finds the pubes? No. Okay. No. Um, but somebody had to <laughs> because we have, and I'm going on this podcast, is that important? Silver monogram boxes of pubes. <laughs> I mean, are those snuff boxes or are they probably. pill boxes? They're probably or? snuff boxes. That You know, they're antique But there is a of, bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. And they're like... It's not just like a little bit of pubes. I mean, there's you would not be able to get that much pubes off of people in a Gwyneth Paltrow style era. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we have a very specific period of time for that to be your kink. 
Yeah. I mean, he, he... I thought if I were making this movie, there would have been... I don't remember what Angie Everhart's character's name was. Patrice? I don't know. If I'd made this movie, there would have been one with her name on it, and they would have been red, because I'm a dirty old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm surprised there weren't. I mean, we didn't open them all. We didn't no, open we them didn't. all. We opened, we like, didn't. three or four. But that would, that would have been a plot point if I was directing this movie. Well, yeah. I would have got that... If I was second unit director, I'd have got that pickup like, shot. Like, holding out... <laughs> Comparing like somebody sneezing, <laughs> like rugs and drapes, rugs and drapes. <laughs> I mean, if I were directing this movie, there might have been a lineup scene too. <laughs> <laughs> they do say something later on, like, "Will you be available tomorrow for a lineup?" <laughs> and that is exactly what I thought. I was like, "I'm like checking the the cans to the." <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, so then. He sits down on the bed and finds he sees something. Yeah, he yeah he has a cufflink. It's an anchor cufflink, and he's like picks it up. Now this is the only thing he picks up with a handkerchief. Everything else he touches with his damn glove. I think he like picks up a glove and then doesn't put the glove on. He uses it. Either way, it's the only thing he doesn't touch with his bare hands. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he like finds all the pubes, he's like, let's collect this. And, and then, then someone else, let me see these- a gloved hand <laughs> pick it up. Yeah, that's so annoying. Um, but yeah, so then we are There's an anchor down. Yeah. My, my college American collegiate American football team. That's a big thing is anchors and running freshmen. And there's a lot of things like, Oh, don't you remember how much fun that was? Like that all started like, the year after I graduated. <laughs> like it is not a ye old tradition. <laughs> no, like, I have, I have no memories of football traditions. All I remember is all the freshman girls sneaking in booze and groping each other and throwing up all over the place. Cute. Fun times. <laughs> cute, cute. Hey, it was, it was 2002. I mean. So then we're we're walking out of the house. That's when we get the election year comment from Michael Bean. Michael Bean is in this movie. Mustachioed for Jesus. Michael Bean is doing his best William Forsyth in this. William Bean is doing his best Ned Flanders in Ned- this. <laughs> I <Idly> hope. <laughs> Multiple times he has glasses hanging from an old lady string around his neck. <laughs> He's tall hair, mustache, sweater vest. It is. Uh, do you want to just go ahead and get into it? I mean, we were, I don't know. Do we want to go through this whole movie or just want to talk about our favorite parts? Because the group of detectives. They are so weird and or wild. they're not detectives are they they're investigators you're calling investigators or are they da's I, I guess they're yeah they're part of his team so they're not police detectives so we don't have they're we like have paralegals or something no i, I mean know. they're not paralegals but they're probably all attorneys Attorney, okay um and and investigators. They're definitely giving off some cop vibes though they're I mean, yeah we have the one guy with his white hair his Amazing white mustache, and he's always got his shirt tucked in and his shoulder I think his holster. Name is Petey. <laughs> he he almost has a heart attack like five times in this movie. He's and huffing got, and puffing. We got Michael Bean, and then we've got the other guy. The other guy. The other guy who like Chaz Voluntary shoots at the. I'd like read like, oh, that's who that was. I was like, oh, that guy. Like that's literally flipping through my notes. I have like Michael Bean. I have Glengulia because I really thought that guy played in Glengulia in um what in the Wedding Singer, but it's not. Um, and then the other guy that is what I have listed <laughs> of who is part of of the the scheme. Um, and then I just have that Chaz commentary. It's just no offense, but he's too fishy with his lips. It's just too fishy for me. He's got a real kind of Mark Ruffalo vibe going on in this. 
I, Am I the only one that saw that? Or I don't know. I would like it more if it was a Mark Ruffalo vibe. But okay, I don't know. I just I never really thought of Chaz Palminteri as kind of like boyish looking almost i mean he is he's, he's younger we only see him kind of in a f- like forget about it kind of way you know as an older man he's like best friends in modern family with um with what's his face so Ed O'Neill, yeah. yeah is it shorty or lefty or something he's got yeah some i think it's shorty <laughs> and so we get to a mahjong parlor yes that is way seedier than like the one that came with windows 3.11 <laughs> i know i played so much of that <laughs> <laughs> I never understood what I was I never understood the rules of which ones I could click on just looking for matches if it worked it worked exactly you know hey but yes very seedy um, we had to get approval for redheaded uh, Don, uh, Caruso to, to come in gets the approval and we're, we're trying to find some information about about the silver box apparently the older man that we're speaking to it came from his shop um, the older man that is Walter from Tremors. Yes. So he owns a shop. He's a shopkeeper, but that's on his resume for acting. He knows how to run the store. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, yeah, like I've sold that to somebody. It's very valuable from ancient whatever. <laughs> it's made of the finest silver. What does what the, the, the symbol mean? It means jade. Right. It's like, so just some beautiful woman bought it for some old dude. <laughs> like, it's basically what he says. <laughs> Um, and so then uh, Chaz comes by. Well, I guess he he puts her on the plane. So Linda- Man, private aviation would be so cool. We finally got to a point where we can like we can probably fly anywhere we want to instead of pile in the back of a minivan and drive. But we're not like <laughs> private aviation rich. I mean, even being like business class rich would be nice. But they have those. Those like clubs or whatever. I don't. I don't know what the. I see them advertised. I guess it's a very cheap flight, but it's to like a hundred miles north of Destin or something. So it's not exactly. Got it. Got it. Um, so she's going to do some sort of. We don't even know why. It's like she's just going to L.A. They didn't even say like a work trip, but she's going. Um, and then we got. Oh, we we have Don. Uh, don't I call him Donald Caruso? Why am I? I've wanted to say that three times now. Um, DC, which is what I have in my notes anyway. Now he's in a church. I said, would Jesus be okay with me saying big ass church? Because that is a big ass church. It is a big church. ass church. And it has so much noir lighting in it. And then Chaz just bebops in. He's like, hey, buddy, what's going on? Let's go to lunch. Um, and then, then, it, then it becomes, instead of lunch, like, let's go, let's go. Yeah, I'll, I'll meet you for a match or whatever. I'm like, what sport do they play? I it knew it was going to be racquetball. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Bullshit. 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 Of course, 90s and racquetball. I mean, it's everywhere, too. It is just part of the yuppie culture. I mean, we needed some goggles or something, but it was still pretty. <laughs> like the, the sweaty guys after playing racquetball. Of course, I mean, I go to the gym now and they have racquetball courts and the guys coming off of it are that sweaty. So it must be a pretty good workout. I mean, you're, you keep moving. Um, so then I've got us back in the war room, so to speak. And you got to take a look at these pictures. And we got some, some dirty photos. And it's like, again, I'm like, is this the murdered guy? I don't know. And they're like, no, the, then we find out it's not. Like, that's another thing. It's like, 
who are these people? Why is this important? Like, he knows who this person is. And now, yeah. like, now he's in the governor's office. Right. Like, oh, it's the governor. It's Richard It's Richard Krenna. Krenna, Colonel Troutman. Welcome back. Two-timer. He's going to be a three-timer by the time we do Rambo. Yep, absolutely. Is he in more, like, dirty sex murder movies, though? Because <laughs> I'm liking him in these. Maybe. Oh, that's true. Yeah, the Body Heat. That's right. Like, he was such a weird character in Body Heat. That was, that was a... A weird, weird look for him. He is real good in like deviant sex murder movies. Yeah, I would have. I just of all I've known him since I was like eight as Colonel Troutman, and like the only thing I've known him from. <laughs> um, but I also have. Doesn't he play that character in Hot Shots? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like so. Oh, okay. We do go back to the the racquetball court. Like they're the locker room, shittiest looking locker room for what should be a really expensive place. Oh, definitely. What does the uh, Chaz Palminteri say that the only things that matter in life are money, sex, and power? Mm-hmm. But then also, actually, now that I just he says paisano. I know he said that multiple times. I was like, what is this, Mario? Mario? <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say we do also see later on David Caruso looking for like a scrapbook of like photos of them as like in college, and we see the two of them, which I assume is supposed to be younger, in front of this logo. So maybe they've been going to this place like since they were like too young, okay. and this was like okay. still a cheap ass place then. So maybe it just goes back that long. And like, well, you're a cynical son of a bitch. Like, yeah, that's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> I liked them. I I don't know. I I, I believed both of them. I I didn't think this movie was wild in some ways, but like, it didn't feel that different to me than some of just the other thrillers that it would you know go on a list of just being like a considered a wacky like terrible movie. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I could have used a little more femme fatale ing. That and a little bit more what the hell actually happened. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe a little fewer shots of somebody just driving through San Francisco and maybe a little more explanation of like, what? Or <laughs> I mean, the end of the movie was like, what? <laughs> well, and then it's still kind of like, we are left to infer a lot. Yes, um, yes, all yes, yes, yes. So it's the governor. He's having sex with sex workers. Mm-hmm. Do we figure out how they get to the, how they find out where the place is? I think I might have been writing notes. Um, I think they're just investigating the original guy that got murdered, and it's like part of a holding company he owns. Oh, okay. Like so, okay. they're just doing like real estate records. But the governor's like, we're gonna go ahead and uh, hold on to these these here photos, and uh, if you wouldn't mind going ahead and uh, sending me the negatives uh, when we're sure that uh, they're not gonna be helpful in your little murder mystery here. And he's and- like, and if you want to have any sort of political f- future ever, you're gonna fall in line. If you want to have the uh, political future more than Jerry Brown. <laughs> and he's like, who's that? Like, and I really was expecting him to say, like, that, like, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Jerry Brown made it into a Dead Kennedy song. <laughs> California, Uber Alice. <laughs> and Richard Crenna says the phrase, a hairy little pussy and a thimble full of sperm. Ew. Mess up the whole thing. <laughs> I feel like I need to go wash my mouth out. So gross. Gross, gross, gross. And then basically he's like, you know, what, were you being blackmailed? And he's like, I do the fucking, I don't get fucked. And he's like, okay, that tells me exactly what I need to know, which means you were. <laughs> so. <laughs> and I also, we probably need to put a break in here. But I also just said that, uh, you know, of course, he's holding on to the photos. And he's like, 
I'm gonna hold on to the photos. Like, I think actually I might take them out later. Like, I kind of like whacking it. In here. <laughs> like, when when Arnold gets here in a couple of years of the black light, it's gonna be wild. Ew, uh, <laughs> gross. Ugh. <laughs> imagine Arnold coming in like after that. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Like, did I miss the party? <laughs> like, don't worry. I'll be back with bleach. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Gross. All right. So then we are at... I have some words. I don't know what they are. She's giving a lecture? Yeah. She's giving a lecture. Like, it looks like at a workplace. Because she's, like, talking about... You know, they, they give her the intro and... Which I wasn't paying attention to. She has a PhD. It was like, it was like blah, sexual blah, blah. harassment or something. I don't <laughs> know. But it basically was like, you know, some people at your office are, you know, they just get mad and they have temper tantrums. And some people in your office are hiding a deep-seated rage that they go into... what's Hysterical the, blindness. Like, yes. Like they say this phrase a million times. I actually knew somebody that had hysterical blindness. What did that mean? What? It meant she didn't want to come to work, and so she had panic attacks, and then her vision would go all blurry. Oh, wow. Yeah, she would get hives and, and blurred vision when you actually expected her to show up for work. Oh. Well. I mean, you couldn't argue with her. Like, I saw the hives. <laughs> they were real, but still, I can get the fuck to work. Like, maybe maybe you should t- 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 do some considering some other stuff. She did. <laughs> it was mutually beneficial that she fucked off. But I was like, this is a weird workplace workshop. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? And like, all right, guys, in the atrium today, we've got, and like, there'll be lunch after. And you're like, oh, my God. It's like, I want that cookie. I, I, just, I hope the pickle hasn't leaked. I hope the pickle hasn't leaked. Like, oh, man, all that's left is tuna salad sandwiches. Like, do you want ham or turkey? Like, I don't know. Like, which one has the best chips in it? <laughs> Yeah, like the jackpot. Like mother effer, like the ham has just the regular chips, and the turkey has the barbecue. <laughs> Sorry. If you're really good to get the sour cream and onion, or no, sour cream and onion, or sour cream and cheddar. Uh, I, yes. I can't even imagine that. I haven't gone to enough conferences, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're going to put a, put a pause in it right here, because <laughs> I'm only on page two, and we're a half hour in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go uh, – actually, Jenny's going to go do something awesome. And I'm just going to sit around the house, play video games. But uh, we will see you in a little bit. Bye. And, and we're back. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> Jenny was unlucky at dice with the ladies uh, in the neighborhood. I w- did pretty good at Starfield. So, uh, yeah, give, like hit us up uh, if, if you're playing Starfield out there. I'm, I'm curious what you're thinking. I, some of the reviews are saying it's a little dull. I'm having fun, though. I Definitely less coffee and more bourbon than the last time we yes. talked. I've had much more canned roses and Topa Chica <laughs> ranch waters. Let's keep it in light, you know. It's basically water. It's, basically, it's just ranch water. Like, water is the operative word. It was tequila. a rainy day. I needed to drive the 0.1 miles back to my house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're at her lecture. Yes. Or workshop whatever or, i don't know what it was what i i stopped paying attention and wrote i would stop paying attention to this. <laughs> yeah it would totally be like why are we listening to this it was too small for a lecture 
<laughs> like it was very out in the open. Did she have like too. a lucite transparent podium? I don't even remember. Everything was it lucite. Like it was just like have. there was so much. It is the most light in this entire movie is in this one scene. This and like the DA's office is really well lit too. Because I said there's blinds on every window and we never see any right. people's faces. Right. Like we we get faux blind <laughs> shadows <laughs> in the church. <laughs> And yeah, the most well lit, very like almost futuristic type of level of glass block. Uh, I mean, this is, I mean, Jeff Bezos is having a thimble full of semen looking at this uh, place. <laughs> Sorry. So gross. Every time. I'm, that's that's my new thing. No. <laughs> Veto. <laughs> All right, so we're at the hotel. That's where you wanted to start. Well, yeah, so she's back at the hotel, and, like, it's wild. So, first of all, Jazz slash Matt sent her yellow roses. Unless you... Ah, the yellow rose of Texas. Unless yellow roses are your favorite flower, you don't send your lover yellow roses. You just don't. What if she's from Texas? I don't think she is. Okay. We need to establish it then. <laughs> like, you know I'm from Texas. I love yellow roses. Would that surprise you if that was a cutout scene in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> a whole subplot of her being from Texas. <laughs> I mean, like, everything else in this movie is just nonsense. I loved this movie, but I did not like it. Understood. Yeah, so, but she's also... He sent her flowers, like missing you already or something like that. Um, she calls him. She's fully nude. She is. Okay. You know people that do boudoir photography. Yes. I don't feel like that pose is either comfortable or properly accentuating her butt. It's weird. She's like in a chair. But on her side, like, facing a mirror, so she's looking at herself. So it's like, I'm trying to figure out what is the connection between this weird speech slash educational moment she has shared with people about, um, it's it's two phrases, two fra- it's not just the- Hysterical blindness is another one. It's the second, that's the second phrase. It's the first one is something else, and people keep saying it too. And where the hell is it? I did not write it down. Sorry. I wrote it down somewhere. I'm just thinking, like, girl, either you need to get a bathrobe and a rose and chill, or you need to, like, arch that back some more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's facing totally, she's just on her weird side. It's like gotta be a really uncomfortable, like, hip situation. Like, she's bent in a strange way because she's. Yeah, and she's calling him at his office. I mean, I feel like your boudoir girls are always saying, like, if you can complain, you can breathe. And if you can breathe, you're not arching your back enough. (laughs) If if you're not putting all the weight on the back of your head on a hardwood floor, (laughs) you're arching so hard. (laughs) Now, that is for a photo. Like, done, and we're moving on. Well, the camera's not moving. No. So this is basically... It's very strange. So we just get a weird overhead shot of like her... Like it's her whole body, but her butt... Like nice butt, but 
the pose isn't doing it any favors. But yeah, so I don't understand like what she's getting out of being naked and calling him like this. Like, is she? Does she doesn't seem empowered by it? This is um, Joe Esterhaas and William Friedkin and three other guys at a cigar bar talking about like how they're going to make their movie. Like, yeah, there's going to be ass, and you know, like it seems be, like there'd be pill container or stuff containers full of pubes. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, exactly. They were like. You know what I wish someone would do for me, and the, every all of that is in this movie. I mean, I'm pretty sure it isn't how I. Uh, how did this get made? Did the thing about like, how do they make the Devil's Advocate? It's just like, yeah, like Al Pacino will say hoo ha, and there'll be lots of bush. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> like, that's, it's the same guys. Yes, yes, but it just seems it's such a huge juxtaposition, and I guess that's what we're supposed to maybe get is she has this whole other side because she's this very buttoned-up psychologist talking about people in the workplace and some people throw temper tantrums and some people are psychopaths. Um, and the then, concept is sexy. I guess. I mean, like, what's on it the just, screen isn't. It but the concept it, of like... It just didn't really pay off. I mean, next time you travel for work, I need you to get naked and leave me a voicemail. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> um, but it just doesn't pay off, right? Because also... He sent her these flowers. She calls and leaves him a voicemail that he's, he's watching screening. The voicemail. He's screening the voicemail at his office while he has another lady. His office has a balcony. A nice mean, office. I mean, I guess if you're a high powered defense attorney, a high powered police bag. Yeah. Um, and the sound effect of her on his zipper. <sighs> Fully clothed. Both people fully clothed blowjob. What kind of underwear is he wearing? Boxers. I, I, boxers with a fly? I don't know. I don't know how boxers work. I mean, I've, I've never worn them as like a cute thing. There's no compression anything. Like most of the boxers I've worn have either had a button or zero fly. Like, But like if you're able to like blow someone, he's either not wearing underwear. Maybe he's or, not. I don't like a suit. I'm always disappointed in suits because the jacket is always really warm and the pants are always really cold, really <laughs> thin and really cold. If you just have like a dick in like a standard suit pant, I mean, it's like bouncing around in there. Those, those, those are thin. You're going to see all of it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, maybe not. Well, it's movie magic. He's She's not blowing him. <laughs> So, not really. This isn't one of those movies, I don't think. I don't think so. I don't know. I mean, the amount of of foley we got on the zipper, <laughs> we needed a little foley on the slurping. Sorry. Yeah. I, I have not made that noise, like, the entirety of our podcast. And I've done it four or five times in this episode. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, everything about this is creepy. I'm it's, so sorry, everybody. I was wanting this to be sexy, and it's just dirty weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's cheating. This is like what my parents were afraid of. Yeah, they 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 didn't know, but they thought they knew. <laughs> so he's cheating, and he's like so. It's disappointing because he seems so into her. He's making such a big deal about it, and it's also disappointing because like he's obviously not as into her as he should be as his wife but also he knows his best friend is still in love with her and he's cheating on her like his best it, it seems like a uh, ha ha like fuck you i have her and i get to fuck around like 
you get nothing. I feel like well, like 91 or 92, we perfected the erotic thriller with Basic Instinct. Like we started with Body Heat. We have done great things with Fatal Attraction and we finally perfected it. And now it's just like rich white guys getting blowjobs. And yeah, we, we, we've gone a little astray here. The next thing I have is a chips helicopter. <laughs> yeah. One of the most surreal experiences of my life was going on a dive bar tour. Brandon, if you're out there, cheers, dude, of North Vegas. So good. And starting and stopping at a Cuban restaurant, <laughs> I don't, like just a dusty, dusty Cuban restaurant and bakery, watching the chips Halloween special. <laughs> In Spanish. It was so wild. Jenny lost her wallet, left her card. It was wild. I didn't lose my wallet. I just left my credit card because we were just so glued to this episode of Chips. <laughs> and you questioned my my ritual of taking out the di- like what I signed, what I left, what I put in my wallet. You were like, what are you doing? And you threw me off and I left my credit card. <laughs> So yes, I guess you have to ha- like you have to fly into the fuck pad. I don't think you have to fly into the fuck pad. Is it just more dramatic if you do? Of obviously. <laughs> um, that's how. Like, oh, who's the helicopter? That's how David Caruso Corelli gets there. <laughs> A Horatio Cade would helicopter into the fuck pad. Yeah, bump, bump. <laughs> So somewhere in this, somewhere in this, we've identified who the governor was having sex with. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And it is someone they find, to find her, they find her juvenile record where she's... Oh, way before that, though. Way before what? Yeah, we, we get there, but, like, you haven't, like, looked through the fuck pad. We've but got I massage think- oil, a inflatable sex pillow, and, like... Brushy mustache guy talking about the sex pillow is one of my favorite scenes in this film. He's so, like, it discusses not the word. I don't know what it is. He's just, like, so, like, can't believe this exists. Like, I can't believe these people are such deviants. <laughs> right. <laughs> we found three grams of Coke, children's vitamins. <laughs> yeah, they're much more scandalized by the drugs. And like the drugs that they as they move dildos around to get to, which I mean, fine, it's a fuck, but but they don't declare it a fuck pad until they see the mini fridge with the crystal and the the Wolfgang Puck pizza. Crystal, Beluga, and Wolfgang rug- Puck. Like, it's a fuck house. It's a fuck house. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love caviar. I love champagne. I don't think I would have a microwavable pizza with those two things, but now that you mention it, sure. Um, what you doing on Saturday, babe? <laughs> I mean, all of us like get me some Cristal Beluga. And I don't know about Wolfgang Puck frozen pizza. I mean, but we can find a good frozen I mean, pizza. I mean, Jenny took half a drug at the cocktail festival, and we devoured a pizza last weekend. So. It's so good. It was the best pizza I've ever eaten. <laughs> And then we have our, what, Tony winner, Emmy winner, everything winner coming in. And Crusoe's like, like, what do you think? The gem and jellies or the clitorifics? He's like, I wish you'd been here. She's like, go away. <laughs> and, and 
first thing, if I had seen this in 95, first thing I would have ever heard of a butt plug. Right, she did say something about plugs. But she I says, do... like, it's for the perfect asshole. <laughs> I do have notes about our friend, our governor fucking friend, before all of this. Okay, so... continue, continue. We're... We're having a blast. Well, I'm getting ready to say something that is not funny. So sorry. They had to pull her juvenile record for solicitation to find out who she is. I'm sorry. You don't. You aren't soliciting when you're a juvenile. You're you're being crimes against children. Like this is the times have changed. Yeah, this is dark. This is this is super dark. So then we've got some hidden cameras. Which is definitely how um, how our governor has been caught, um, and we find you know now we're now we're on our hunt to find our our uh, governor's uh, friend, Paramore or whatever. Paramore, that's nice. That's too nice. He doesn't care about her. Sorry, sorry. He doesn't even know her name. It's Angie Everhart. Yes, Angie. Everhart. Are you familiar with her at all? Yes, I am. I could not tell you. Anything else she's been in, but I know her. I know her face, and I know her name. She starred in Tales from the Crypt Bordello of Blood with Dennis Miller and Corey Feldman. Okay, I've seen some of that. And I think she replaces Kim Basinger in another nine and a half weeks. Oh, I think you're right. I think we watched a little clip, some clips of that. Yes, we did. And she might be in, like, a weird transition period of Cindy Crawford to Pat Smears in the House of Style on MTV, maybe? Oh, I could see that. She's got that is a, a weird transition. She's got a very beautiful, lanky look. I mean, Pat Smear. Like, I have, I know nothing about him except he left the Foo Fighters to host House of Style to take it over from Cindy Crawford. Uh, bad move. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's back with them now. I have no idea. You'd have to ask my friend who yes. is a Foo Fighters aficionado. He is alive, which is more than you could say for some of the Foo Fighters. Burn. Ooh, people are still crying about that. Sorry. So. Sorry. So, yeah, we've got Angie Everhart. Sometimes she works in a salon in, they don't call it Chinatown. I don't know what it is in San Francisco, but. I'm pretty sure it's Chinatown. I think they say a Chinese hair salon. Like, I don't. Okay. I, I, a spa, maybe. I think they're just also making a reference that it's like probably also a place of a house of solicitation. I feel like there is other Asian cultures represented in what they consider Chinatown. A hundred percent. We go on. So they go to see her. She's doing hair and like, hey, can we see you for a second? She's like, sure. Like in a Bebops the hell Have out there of there. Have ever been more redheads in a police chase in Chinatown than right no, now? No, no, we haven't. I mean, Angie Everhart, Earhart, Earhart, Everhart. I don't know. I can't say. <laughs> um, and, and David and David, Car- David Carelli Caruso. And we go through a tour of everything Asian. <laughs> we run through a market. We run through a theater. We run through the backstage of a theater. We run through everything we run by 17 motorcycles and i was like she's gonna jump on a motorcycle no. and go down the stairs no no one and poor Petey is just <laughs> <laughs> following behind them he should have just stayed where he was they would have come back to him i really that, think <laughs> that was good direct I, I, way to go like was that in the script? Did they just come up with that on the day? Or that's just what happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, you run after them. He's like, ah, ah. 
I'm going to go deeper on him. He's been in exactly two films. Really? Yes. This and like one other thing like seven years later. He's funny. This this was his first film role and his next to last. uh, I love it. I mean, I really thought we were going to have a partner situation. He was going to die of a heart attack in the middle of his chase. I mean, he like passed away like in his late years in Montana on a ranch somewhere. He looks like he belongs on a ranch. Doesn't he? Like, I want to know what else, like why is he in this? (laughs) I love it. If it is able to be figured out, I will figure it out for you guys. I said, Dusty's holding up the rear. He is kind of having some Dusty vibes (laughs) from uh, Royal Tenenbaums. He is. is. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Um, And so we grab her and going into a subway, there's some like, I thought everyone was going to take a tumble down the stairs. And we we see her now in interrogation. She's got a roughed up face. I don't think what happened on those stairs resulted in that roughed upness of face i don't know but he she's like touching her face all weird but like she is like you're not allowed to really do that and i don't think you're allowed to really hold me and i should probably get an attorney and like he's he's not the cops he's the da like he should know all of these things i know none of them are cops they're all d like they're all he's the assistant da even um he wants to be the da um, but yes, they quote unquote arrest her. She's an interrogation in a basement that's attached to the range. I, I don't know this. None of this. None of our interrogations seem legit. No, no this is real off the record. <laughs> they do. It's like we did not have top brass involved in these situations. We have to get Kate McKinnon on this. <laughs> <laughs> um. But, like, she's there. He's sh- shooting off to intimidate her. I don't know. She come- He comes back. I feel like the shooting off is representing something else. Maybe. Um, she's like, I'm going to get my attorney. Look what you did to my face. Fair. And it's like, he's just really silent. He's like, yeah, go get your attorney. You tell him, like, I've got you in you know, on film fucking the governor. He's going to basically, like, go tell you to fuck yourself. And I'm like... What are we trying to accomplish here? What 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 do we want to know? I feel like Chaz Palminteri would be representing her pro bono. I don't know. Maybe. But he probably would because of what we find exactly. out. Exactly. But that's not her attorney. She has an attorney. Um, but she's connected to Even all like this. Even like the dumbest defense attorney. Like the dumbest poorest like just graduated has a job working for the state and like appointed counsel is gonna be like oh yeah you should probably stop talking to this redhead asshole yeah yeah i'm pretty sure that yeah her current attorney is is probably bill murray from (laughs) (laughs) from wild things like we're gonna we're gonna accept a plea bargain for attempted murder and go away for 10 years but like you need to like stop talking well no they're not even accusing her of murder they're not i don't know what they want they don't say anything they don't really ask her any questions there's no clear reasoning as to what they're trying to accomplish with holding her and they finally break her and like Yes, of course. Of course I did it. I did it. I did it. We went over there. It was like, they all just wanted Jade. 
Yeah, it's Jade like, took it anyway. Like, she had long black hair and great legs. I'm into women, mostly. She's like, yeah, I would have gotten with Jade. I guess like everybody wants Jade, even even Angie Everhart, even Patrice. I'm sorry, Patrice. No, <laughs> nobody's names are right in this movie. Nobody's no. names. I also said we see all the cameras in the fuck pad, and they're all video cameras. And then we see the stills, and like they talk about the negatives. You don't have negatives for a like, RCA video camera. No, you don't. And you do not get stills. I have paused some scenes trying to find out like where somebody explodes in a movie on VHS. You do not get stills that high res. No, you Those don't. Those are a camera. But <laughs> also I wonder too, when she starts telling the story, all of a sudden Michael Bean appears. <laughs> like, did she go through this whole story? With David Caruso, and he's like, "Oh wait, everybody else has got to hear this." And she's now like, "There's more and more people coming into the room because all of a sudden, like, the room is full of of the inspectors, and she's telling the story." Michael Bean and his fucking mustache, <laughs> his glasses, <laughs> his granny glasses. Next thing I have, it's fine if you have anything before that, but like, is there a worst year for the Ford Mustang than 1994? No. I had a poster of 64 to 94, the like five, the 30th anniversary the 5. of the Mustang. 5.0 Mustangs. <laughs> Trash. I had that poster like right next to my Nintendo. The the late 80s to early 90s Mustangs are all trash. I think I mean, for like, some reason, I have this memory. I don't know where it comes from. I know it exists. I remember being in this car. I don't know if it was my grandparents' car because they, they used to drive like big old Buicks. But for some reason, I feel like for a little bit of time, there was a 5.0 orange Mustang and it, that had on the back windshield those like vertical oh, little slat like, slats. I don't know where this came from. Those slats are such... I mean, the Pontiac has that in this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Thunderbird. so mm-hmm. 90s. Yeah, it, totally. Like when Kit and the Ford Taurus get at it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, there is no. This is the worst, absolutely worst, most disgusting Mustang of all time. And it is, uh, it is going, and the brake lines have been cut. Yeah, we see. We 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 do a back and forth of like leaking brake fluid, and he's just driving along. Do, 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 do. Um, we need we needed some good elevator music. I feel like to go along with this to like my, really break the tension. My favorite joke I think in movie history is in the movie Strange Brew, mm-hmm. where they're driving down a huge hill and their brake lines have been cut, and Dave Thomas just said, "Oh well, no point in steering now." <laughs> He's steering. David Caruso is steering for Jesus. He's like, you know, all of the steering. I mean, there's. This is it. This is tense. I mean, it would. I will say because we've had another car chase. If we didn't have this, we needed one, one major car chase like this. This is not a chase, but this is going losing control and having to swerve around a million people on the hills of San Francisco. Some of the exact same places. I I'm mean, certain. William Friedkin, who directed The French Connection, who okay, yeah, I mean, he loves the car chase. Maybe. I, if you want to say Bullet is the best car chase in cinema history, I would say Bullet is the first great car chase in cinema history. Well, it's real. I would say The French Connection is the best car chase in cinema history. Okay. But this is also him like, oh, 
Basic Instinct kind of did a really kick-ass car chase in San Francisco. So let me do that, too. Yeah, so let's double it up and we have... Basically, we have David Caruso losing control of his car and flying through and trying not to hit a bus. And a school bus full of children. Every time the school bus is on the screen, there are children screaming. They're screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like just causing accidents, jumping this, and finally does a full like, you know, barrel that's a roll. hell of a crash. It is a hell of a crash for him to just have a little bit of a scratch on the side of his face. And we have like the, the camera like on him as the thing. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's impressive. Um, but I, I will Family. say, <laughs> Sorry. I will say our later car chase, it's too long. Mm. It's too long. Um, but so then we were in a hospital and basically they're like, oh, he's got a concussion, but he's fine. It was like minor abrasions on his face. He lost consciousness. Could have eh. been a concussion. Eh. Like, no, if you lose consciousness, it was a concussion. <laughs> like we've learned so much about brains since then. Yeah. 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 Have you ever had a concussion? I probably did. Uh, my sister pushed me out of a grocery cart. And then there was a huge wait at the emergency department. And after like three hours, my mom took me home. And I asked her if it was time for uh, morning cartoons yet. And she's like, it's six o'clock at night. It's time for bed. And I think she sort of had a little bit of a second thought. <laughs> like, uh oh, <laughs> I may have broke my child. Like, Oh, well, we're home now. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's probably the only time I think you had your monkey bars situation. I did. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Like, I'd, we'd gone to the circus. I was really obsessed with the circus for a little while as a kid. I really wanted to be that lady that, like, held on to the things with her teeth and spun really fast. Oh, wow. I thought that was really cool. Um, I bet you'd be sexy as fuck doing that. I, I, maybe. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. It seems like a real weird thing now. But it's like, yeah, I can hang upside down. Like, you know, nobody tells you. You have to hook your feet if you do that. You can't just like bend at your knees and hang upside down. So I got up in monkey bars. They were inside. It was like a big like inside carpeted. Inside monkey bars is probably worse. Like outside monkey bars would have had some wood chips or something. It was carpet, like Berber carpet, like monkey bars that were like wooden that got pulled out of a storage closet for playtime. Oh, no. Um, And yeah, so I let go and woke up in the nurse's office. <laughs> so yeah, definitely. That's definitely more of a concussion than I had. Uh, yeah, I remember my like my dad coming to get me uh, in the nurse's office, like a place in in the school that I'd never been. And I yeah, no context for it. I mean, my concussion, I was like legit standing on the edge of a shopping cart. I was climbing in, and like as the point, like I stood on the edge, and my sister just like, Hurrah! and so you probably like made a squeaky noise as you skid across the floor. I mean, she tried to murder me. <laughs> I mean, do we that really could have been a fatality? Do we really understand murder at that point? Probably not. No, I think she was three, but she'd been ruining my life for three years. <laughs> <laughs> they gave her my security blanket. She knocked down on my Lego. Or, oh, sorry, on my Tyco Super Blocks that my mother went to her grave claiming were Legos. Sorry, mom, they were Tyco Super Blocks. All right, sorry, I brought this up. I think that we need to get back to our dirty erotic thriller. Okay. <laughs> This thriller was not erotic at all. Not really. Not as much as it should have been. There could have been so much sexual tension. There was just aberrant sex and good for aberrant sex. <laughs> I'm not into an aberrant sex thriller. I want an erotic thriller. 
Yeah, none of this sex actually was a result of the violence. And none of the sex is really on camera except for a couple of just really random moments. Yeah, we have one. Yeah, late, later we have a sex scene. We only have one. One sex scene? Um, no, I guess we kind of have a couple of sex scenes with Chaz and Trina, which are terrible. Uh, they're awful. Oh, uh, they're awful. Which is a whole nother thing. Patrice is talking about Jade. Jade's who all the boys want. She does too. And we have all these mug shots. Every one of those mug shots, someone went to the mall and they got glammed up for a glamour shot. <laughs> and they went like on their hair. It just missed like, it just, the, the, just a little bit. They have perfect makeup. They have perfectly done hair. And someone just slightly muscled their hair and said, look sad in the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's like, so we've got the next door neighbor who's definitely a perv, who's been watching everything that's been going on with his his, uh, telescope. His telescope is, like, Dudley Moore would think his telescope was a little much. He's like, I am going to see that Halley's Comet. He is like, I am going to... See what color the bush is. I mean, <laughs> he knows. He knows whose bush belongs. He's, he knows those. those he's boxes. been cataloging it. He has. He is like like someone at a minor league baseball game with a stats <laughs> book. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, you know exactly what I I'm know exactly about. what you're talking about. <laughs> the next thing I have is. Linda Fiorentino, her prints are on the hatchet. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Then I have old dude picks her out of the lineup. <laughs> so <laughs> we we do a little like adding her picture. And so, you know, she her prints are on file, not because of any actual arrests. Well, maybe arrests and charges, but not convictions of some animal rights thing that she was a part of in college. So and and it's like. The officer or whoever it is that's telling David Crucifus does not know who she is. Yeah, it does not know that he knows who she is. Yeah, he's like some person, Katrina so-and-so. It's like her maiden name. And it's like, I'm sorry. First, like, it's a note I have later on. The wife of one of the biggest attorneys in this city who is very much probably a part of the Politico. They go to all the galas, all the whatever. And I'm sorry, spoiler alert, she's fucking a bunch of high-powered people. I'm sorry, they know exactly who she is. (laughs) This would not work. They're going to run into her at so many things. No, it's like, wait a minute, Like you kind of look like Jade. Right, exactly. Like This doesn't work at all. Like, the whole concept of this movie does not work. Like, there's too much interwoven of people's social lives. Like, great if she's like going to the wrong side of town and having a, pretending to be a prostitute named Jade and right re- living a living whole another life fantasy, but not connecting with this guy who is the board like chairman of the board where she is also like some sort of board member for the art acquisitions for the museum. It'd be like if my secret whatever was like Ricardo the Latin lover. And I was having sex with, like, the three people that lived, like, in, like, the three houses down <laughs> yeah, from us. Exactly. It's like, like uh. It's, it's going to come up. Like, it's not like they're not going to know who you are. <laughs> like, I'm. She's not even wearing a wig. I am Ricardo. <laughs> she's not 
speaking differently. She's not wearing a wig. She's not wearing a glass eye or a, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you wear a glass eye, but she's not changing her appearance at all. This doesn't work. No, this would be like if I like went to your aerobic <laughs> studio and was like pretending to be a male prostitute. Like, aren't you Jenny's husband? Like, like no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like I, people kind of know, like, yes, people know who she is. Like, no, he's a dick. Like, I'm, I'm Ricardo. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um Okay, so But we do have like they're going to question her now. Yes. And she finally gets her femme fatale outfit. She's got the baggy black pants and the baggy white blouse and I mean that is 1995, 1991. That is body heat like she's got it. But also I wondered too, we had a little bit of a moment where um, Caruso comes to talk to Chaz about questioning her and he's like fine it'll be lunch it needs to be casual he doesn't ask about his face he's all banged up mm. they're best friends he doesn't ask about his face at all like we don't nobody nobody gloss nobody says anything it's completely glossed over but I'm like he knows what happened to his face like he doesn't ask at all. This is like Chinatown, but not as obvious because he does have that on his face for the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's there. Um, so he agrees. Like, she's not a suspect. She's just going to have this conversation. We're going to have it at home over lunch, real cash. We're going to bring the team. We got PD. We got Michael Bean all showing up for for some, you know, some cucumber sandwiches. We got Chaz in his black pants, his black belt, his tucked in black dress shirt. That's exactly what I would have been wearing in 1995. <laughs> so what I find fascinating about this this questioning is just like, you know, about her knowing the victim. She'd already said she'd been there the, the, the day that he died to look at some art and talk about art and art acquisition. But she Acquiring like, a Matisse. She takes her Is there sh- anything more 95 than a Matisse? No. She takes her shoes off and curls up on the sofa. So we're like so relaxed and casual. She's telling like telling the story. And then all of a sudden she's standing and everyone's standing. She's like messing with the thermostat or something. And she's still telling her story, like still answering questions. Everyone's standing like very like on guard. Then she's over like cuddling up, standing next to Chaz and he's handing her a drink. It's the weirdest, <laughs> like the conversation never stops. And all of a sudden we just jump cut to all these different body positions as if we've been here for hours and we're standing up and like all the, it's so strange. I just love how many silver, tra- there are three silver trays on their whatever the coffee, coffee table. table yes and like we have bought half a dozen silver trays at estate sales and whatnot for pennies just because they're cheaper than plastic ones. right <laughs> exactly like oh we'll just yeah we'll just use these this will work these are great <laughs> i did like the line like did you ever have sex with him like, or did you, have, did you ever have social contact with him no do you ever have sex with him like i consider sex to be social contact that whoever wrote Catherine Trammell wrote that line. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how much of Esther Haas's script is in this, but that's that's an Esther Haas line. Very much so. So we're done with the questioning. Then we've got, we're back at their home at night. She's wearing a white nightgown, but it's sexy. Like, it's very see-through. You see her panties. You see... It's really cute, but would you put on lotion? While no. We're... You would have put on lotion in the bathroom before and then put that on. I would not put 
lotion anywhere near where I'm getting in bed. That is a note I have. You're just gonna stick to the fucking sheets. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> like, like straight out of the shower lotion, like while your skin is still moist. From yes, the- in the morning, and then I put on a bathrobe and let it seep in. I don't even put clothes on yet because it's gonna just come off. Gotta let it seep in. Otherwise, it's pointless. I was hoping you were gonna notice something about. I that. have so many notes about the lotion. <laughs> I'm so pissed about it. This is not how this works. It's useless and it's gross. That's what I think. <laughs> Happy to oblige. I was hoping. <laughs> My next note is: How have we not seen anybody smoking yet? No, we haven't. Nobody That's smokes true. in this movie at all. No, not even Petey. No, he definitely seems like a smoker. <laughs> I don't know. His mustache is not yellow. We don't get enough of a close-up to know if he is. He's He is 12 feet away from us the entire time. No one's close to us. Does he even speak after talking about the inflatable sex pillow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's his little quippy lines here and there. Okay. Because he does say something. He repeats those two phrases that she says in her speech <laughs> that I know I wrote down and I can't find. He's like, maybe she just It's like some sort of... I can't find it. I'm so annoyed. Um, but Chaz is into the lotioning, apparently. Oh, he is in. He's into the lotioning. She's not. No. There's no foreplay to this. This is this is the awful. worst sex scene I've ever seen. And it's supposed to be the worst sex scene uh, yes, you've ever yes, seen. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It, it's not it's not like this is the most like, yeah, like terribly shot or directed. She hates it. She hates having sex with him. Like they seem to be in love or she seems to love. Like, I don't know. I can't tell. He's cheating on her, but they. I, I, this is deviant sex written by a man in 1995 over a weekend. It's it's wild. But like he's just immediately like takes her panties off and is at it. And like and making he, weird like ugh, turtle noises. Gross. And- gross noises i'm so glad we don't see his face or anything at all because i would just that would be done i'd be like we're turning this movie off <laughs> and she's because when she's crying and then he finishes and he's done and it's like he doesn't even notice that like this has been uncomfortable and potentially painful for her and she's like upset by this and he doesn't care at all Sorry, this is brutal and horrible. It's, so I, it is. I, I don't know terrible. where to go with it except for once again, it's the uh, the point of this podcast that ladies, if you're not having an eight second vaginal orgasm, there's something wrong with you, and you should smile more. Hashtag Richie Diaries. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, according to the Richie Diaries, that's how sex works. But he doesn't question it. He's not like he doesn't. He's not expecting her to have a good time. He's like. Self high five, like yes. woohoo, like just got laid. Which it's like I don't even get like he's having sex with other people or I'm but- sorry, I self high five and I scared our kitty cat. <laughs> She's not approve. Not approve. Anyway, moving on to things we do love about these kind of movies. And that- CSI guy in his rock and ponytail. Yeah. Is that Dennis Liu, Edgar Liu, like the guy from Jurassic Park or not? I don't know. Like, I the don't guy think that so. makes he just shows back up in the later movies. It, it might not be him at all. I think you're talking B.D. Wong? Yeah, it's not him. It's not B.D. Wong, no. Okay. Not B.D. Wong. I was just thinking maybe that was a baby B.D. Wong. But I guess that was actually after Jurassic Park, so it wouldn't be a baby. So No, I know. BD, and then 
this is maybe too early for B.D. Wong to be in um, Criminal Minds. Not Criminal Minds. Oh, my gosh. SVU. Okay. I might have been thinking this was, like, basic instinct to Jurassic Park time. But, but uh, sorry. It is a vaguely Asian man with the best ponytail. He's got a great time. ponytail. I wish I could have had that ponytail when I had a ponytail. So they had recovered a mini cassette or not i thought it was a cassette tape but i guess it was a vhs like one of those mini vhs mini vhs or a vhsc or something whatever some, like in the fire sorry format wars <laughs> yeah in the fire so it's like you know it's like oh all of my student films are on mini dv and there, <laughs> nobody has a mini dv player and our our female in- investigator was like, you know, oh, what can your team do this? And she's like, recycle it. So like everybody thinks there's nothing to recover from this, but but he is able to, and he's even able to like you know enhance, 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 enhance. I wrote enhance, 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 and then Petey says like, keep working on that, and you're gonna have your PG rating, <laughs> right? Like because he kept saying we're cleaning it up. <laughs> we're cleaning it up so yeah we're, we're, we got a little double on Tarringer with the cleaning it up yes and we do like enhance 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 like it's a wonderful country <laughs> he says so yes he's got he's got lines he's got okay, lines for days okay. he's our comic relief in this movie but yeah so we zoom in we zoom in we zoom in and it's obviously Linda Fiorentino oh yeah we don't need any kind of like pause are you sure oh my gosh can you believe it like uh yeah absolutely and so we have David Caruso Corelli running down. But this is when I wrote, there's blinds everywhere. He's like walking by blinds, walking by blinds, walking by blinds. <laughs> and it's just like, bam, bam, lights, lights, light. It's like lit, like Dawson's Creek and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like there are just <laughs> lights everywhere. This is 1995. Like we are 90210-ing the lights. There are lights everywhere. And they're like, kitty cat in the background. I know. There's a cat. Like, there's a cat in this office? Yes. <laughs> like the DA's office in San Francisco has a cat? Sign me up. <laughs> and then we get a note that someone's going to talk to us about Jade. Like, we don't really get a, like, a, to who's get, who's it's going to be. But I, I think that he knows he's going to meet Patrice. She's decided she wants to talk more about Jade, whatever that means. Because it seems like she kind of gave some decent information about Jade before. Yeah. But... So he goes to meet at a ristorante. I wrote ristorante. I want to see if that's still in. And if it is, I mean, like, I've had a place we can stay in the Pacific or Northern California. And, yeah, I'd be interested in eating there. It it felt very much like the ristorante in nine and a half weeks to me. But It did, but the music was such a 50s, 60s film noir. Like, all of a sudden, finally, we're getting that music. The music in this movie, which I didn't make many notes of other than when we're like, <laughs> because someone talks, it's in something. I don't remember what, but like using all, like all the scary notes on the piano. Like when they were like the, the dun, 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 like the really just all the low ones, like very much. Um, I think it's like the fugitive and, and things like that that do that. Um, so he's waiting and we see more, more Asian culture. He's at a restaurante, which yes. would make me think he's in some sort of little Italy. Like little Italy, yeah. But we've got a park full of people doing Tai Chi. <laughs> we've got other, um, other references to Asian culture. And thank you to the Lord on high. This movie is an hour and 34 minutes. <laughs> 
but like we watch Angie Everhart walking through the park for 17 for and a half minutes. Ever. And she's like walking through all the Tai Chi people. She's like, fuck it out of my way. Like you guys are like, why are you in the middle of a fucking public park? She's walking and walking and walking. Then we finally see why we're watching her walk is someone is is tracking her. Someone is in a car watching her walk and they're kind of slowly driving by as well. I wrote, yipes, that's run over for real. <laughs> Oh, oh my God. So yeah, she like looks both ways and then all of a sudden someone guns it and mows her down, spins it out, turns around. She screams as they mow her down again. And David Cruz is like, what? what?" (laughs) He's looking out of the window because he sees her. He's watching her walk up. And that person in the, in kit just like guns it and drives away. And David Cruz like looks at her for 32 minutes and then is like, I'm going to get in my Ford Taurus and chase this person who left 30 minutes ago. He runs to the crowd, into the crowd of people that are like, he's like, don't touch anything. Then he tells them, call 911, code three, and he leaves them. So they're touching everything. <laughs> and uh, and he jumps in his car and starts this wild chase. This car has blood all over the front of it the entire time that we see it. It is chase, 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 like, Running lets the you know all the crashes. I love San Francisco chase scenes. They're just like their cars. Those cars are jumping. It was, was the the thing that almost killed him. Fifteen minutes, twenty minutes before he's he doesn't give a fuck now, and he's flying. He's like seventeen feet in the air. Like none of those cars. No, them Duke boys are not driving away from this. <laughs> no, absolutely not. They're landing on their nose and tipping over both of them multiple times. <laughs> um, so the Thunderbird loses him in some weird side street. And then he finally, like, he sees it again. Like, fuck, 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 and, fuck, 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 like, fuck, 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 goes down some random hill. I was like, is he going to drive down the, I, I pointed that I showed you. His, in your notes, yeah. Is he going to drive down the hill? And he, he drives down the hill. And then, like, driving through a parade in a weird alley in Chinatown? Go Yeah, going the wrong way in another Asian something parade. Like, they're both going the wrong way. They're both driving impossibly slow. The Thunderbird kills people. It kills, like, seven. Like, it's like, just drive, drive, drive. This is ten minutes into the chase scene. There's, like, 17 dead bodies just laying in the floor. And they start kung fu punching david caruso's car right they're like pissed which they should be pissed but like but like this car was moving three miles an hour if you got run over it's probably your fault sorry it's it's wild they the the car should not have been no this is a parade where there's lots of people if i told you like the other day i was walking back from the gym to my car walking on the sidewalk in all fairness i was wearing both earbuds in listening to a podcast but all of a sudden someone's like honk 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 trying to drive around me on the sidewalk on the sidewalk yes on the sidewalk no (laughs) you didn't tell me that cool i'm sorry that i'm in your way on the sidewalk but like i'm on the side like i'm walking through a path of a university that is not meant for cars hey this is not for you no no. Like, yes, I have not been paying attention to my surroundings. I'll admit, but this is a walking trail. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, 
I'm walking here. You, <laughs> you didn't take the opportunity to like smack them by their car. They, I'm hey, walking I'm here. I'm walking here. <laughs> I should have. Um, so we we get clear of this parade, and then everybody's like off again. It's like so wild. It was like it almost if if this had been another movie, they would have put like elevator music, and this would have been a comedic moment driving through this parade in a slow, 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 slow. And then I mean, I can we're see off like again. A Steven Spielberg, maybe like a 1982 or 1942, maybe, or like a Blues Brothers. It blues, if this was the Blues Brothers, it's 100%. Have you seen 1942? No. It might be better than the Blues Brothers at like driving through and breaking shit. It's, it doesn't piece together as a whole. I feel like it's one of Steven Spielberg's probably widely acknowledged worst movies, but we played one of the songs in band in high school, so <laughs> it holds a special place in my heart, and it's one of Belushi's last films as well. Yeah, I think I knew I mean, that. And it, like, how many times does Spielberg get to direct John Belushi? Now we're on the pier, and we've lost the car again, and we are driving by, there's a bunch of homeless people or unhoused people that are not... They don't seem to pay him any mind. They don't seem as if they have seen another car drive by quickly. They um, seem like everything's just situation normal. But we're driving by a lot of open. There's just warehouse space. Yeah. So like the car level, like like roll up doors. And I feel he's like, like he could have driven into one of those and hit his brights and figured out what the hell was happening. Right. But he drives by and he's like slow down, window down. Like, like look. look into the dark, see what happens. Look, I was like, that car is going to drive f- fucking straight out into him and knock him into the water. I showed you that in my notes. I was uh, like, you did, you did. I was like, he's going into the water, and he does. Like, he gets distracted for a second and just, like, you know, squealing, knocks him in. Thankfully, he's got his window open because he needed that to acclimate to the surroundings more. Full disclosure. I think having two cars explode in one movie is not appropriate. I think if you're going to have two, you should go ahead and do a third. It's just not not round enough. Exactly. I, I feel like destroying two cars just doesn't quite do it. Understood. But, but the, the... The Stephanie Plum of it all. The peer, the peer guys are like, man, you fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> As he bubbles up to the top. The very, very good comic relief was, moment of the tension. Great. I said, like, Knight Rider is kicking ass. <laughs> I don't know if that... I have no idea. I don't know cars. I feel like it was a pony. It was a Firebird or a Thunderbird or a... It was a Thunderbird. Some kind of a bird, right? Yeah, because we talk about it later, too. And so now we're at Angie Everhart's autopsy. I said, she is dead and very naked. Yes, both things. And I feel like... We also saw, so the governor has a lackey. And I think that in between all of this, David Caruso has seen Michael Bean and the lackey talking in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, like they're, they're down. They're tight. Yeah. They're kind of arguing about something a little bit. So then Michael Bean is in this autopsy and he's calling me out on this. Like, I didn't know you were tight with the governor. I didn't know you know the governor. And he's like, ah, nah, nah, nah. but so they get into a little bit of a scuffle in the middle of this uh, examination room. And I was like, is Michael being the rat? Question mark. Hmm. And then we see the anchor cuff link again. Yes. And we talk about the black Thunderbird. And they're like, what cars do they own? Right. 
they like have bends or whatever and a black thunderbird like bum 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 i have as an anchor cufflink does dc think that chaz killed this person in retaliation of some sort of way mm-hmm. is when i have this in my notes as we have another interrogation and she is wearing a red shoe diary style pearl necklace yes it is heavy oh i wrote down uncontrollable uncontrollable urge coupled with hysterical blindness uncontrollable urge i feel like uncontrollable urge might be a rob zombie album is it i think so that could be a reference to this it might be i don't know i feel like i was listening to rob zombie with my roommate like i just don't get it because i was a child and i first heard about white zombie and everything i knew about them was they were satanic and it's like i don't know if this is really like black mass satan worship music i feel like there's something different like maybe it's like based on sort of horror movies but there's some groove to it and there's some 70s kind of and my roommate was just like it's fuck music I get it now. <laughs> that makes so much sense. Yeah, my youth group people, they couldn't just say, like, it's baby making music. They'd be like, no, it's the devil. Well, it's the same thing. <laughs> right? Right? Maybe. I don't know. But this is where I have, like, Jade. I was like, how would no one not recognize her? <laughs> I guess this is where we're in interrogation for real because we bring her in and show. Um, show them the, show the video. photos and Chaz Palminteri is not happy. He's not happy, but he's still acting as her attorney. He makes really good gnocchi. <laughs> he does. He <laughs> Sorry, does. it was the last thing we did before the pandemic. It, he, he does. He does. But he's still acting in her protection. He's not like blowing off the handle, like flying off the handle and like leaving her in the lurch. He's like still acting as her attorney mm-hmm. and like, you know, if you're going to arrest her, you need to arrest her. Like if not, we're, don't answer that. We're leaving. We're leaving. Um, but also, it's like he's not like, a bad defense attorney. No, he's not a bad de- defense attorney. Like we could probably use more of of him. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I know he's supposed to be like the total sleaze by by defending obvious, but like it's twenty twenty three. There's plenty of obvious murderers who are like, oh, like actually, it wasn't as obvious as it seemed back then. <laughs> but he's like. like She's like, you caught me at an unfortunate moment when I was cheating on my husband. I Yeah, I met this guy at a benefit, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, this is not, this is not the action of a first time cheat. I'm sorry. You're not wearing like some sort of negligee that has like your boobs cut out. And I'm down for that. But this is not a first time cheat. Okay. You don't come prepared with that. Like that's, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, couples negligee? Hey, babe. <laughs> Sorry. But no, like this is not how that works. Um, and then this is when I have like, I was like, old guys got jokes. And this is when I've got uncontrollable. What is it? I can't read my Uncontrollable word. Urge, urge coupled with hysterical blindness. Right like this. That's what I, yeah, I have got it here. Um, then we get back to their house and he's like, ooh, can't you believe you do this to me? And she's like, he totally would have played that card if he thought she didn't know about all of his cheating. She's like, I know about everything. I like, know. I know all of their names. That That is brutal. That's huge. That in a better movie, that is, that is 
that is a knife to the heart. Because it's not just like I've just been randomly hooking up with some random sex workers or some like, like, like I know their names, like I know where they live, I know their family. That's that. Yeah, like you are doing this too close to where we live, which is exactly what my notes are about her doing what she's doing. It's way too close to all the people that they know. They they have a private jet. Can't they go to Milan to fuck? I mean, I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know. It seems it's real lazy. Everybody's been real lazy. I'm sorry. They should go to Mykonos and do some <laughs> weird shit. Uh, like I mean, bring some ropes, bring a butt plug, bring whatever you're bringing. Like, bring that pillow. Bring the pillow. <laughs> it's, called like, a, it's called a harmony pillow. <laughs> Could it sound any less sexy? <laughs> I mean, we're going on a three-week trip. We're going to fly to Mykonos. We're going to do a... a you lay over in Belfast and then we're going to Tokyo and we'll be back in three weeks to do defense attorney shit and psychologist slash art acquisition. <laughs> right. <laughs> so then we, f- sorry, they shouldn't be bored. I'm sorry. No, it's ridiculous. Um, so they found the car. Like off in the Pine Barrens. I don't know where we are, but it feels like that's where it's supposed to be. And the car is registered in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. That's where the governor's mansion is. Yes. We that doesn't we come really, back at all. We really gloss over that. Um, we also recognize, like, you know, this is not her car. Mm-hmm. David Cruz is like they wanted me to think this was her car. Like this is a real frame job. Okay, so what does that mean? Still a giant question mark. Yes. Next thing I have is him at his apartment going through his photo album. Yeah, like a real real weird memory lane shit. Very photoshopped. Very, very, very. It's like happy times in college. Everybody's everybody's chumming around. Really, you know, college times. Everybody's chumming around, holding hands. I mean, wedding photos. Wedding like, photo. And they like stop right before his cufflinks. I know. Like we've been rewound it. Like, oh, because he goes immediately to his dresser drawer and pulls out the cufflink. And I was like... Is this the cufflink from the crime scene, or is this his cufflink? Or like I, I'm so confused. It's, they don't do a good job. It's supposed to be kind of aha, and it we don't get enough for me to even be able to put it all together. And we then, have another mask jump scare. Yes, like, that fucking mask. mask. And then just like move on to other things. Then we're back at at the gal the Gavins, um, and. They're having, they're kind of, they're, they're having sex-ish. Um, he's, she's laying whatever, like, arms out, laying head off the bed. He's kissing her and she, like, kissing her body. And he's like, she's like, did the tape turn you on? And he's like, don't ever say that to me again. Like, cool. All right. So now we're, like, really getting real aggressive here. That might have been, where was that? More of that. Of his aggression towards her? No. Of her, did the tape turn you on? Oh. That character, I'm interested in learning more about. We have, it's such That's a... That's big problem is Jade is irrelevant to this film. She really is. Like, she is, we don't know why she's really doing any of this. And we just now, now in this next scene, we get a tap, 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 David Caruso on his door. Like, it takes him 17 times before he's like, oh. Oh, someone's <laughs> knocking on my door. Um, and he goes to the door and it's it's her and she's sexy and 
you know, she comes in and she, you know, she gives him all, she gives him all the info. She's like, yeah, it was kind of a setup. I said, I'd go with some powerful guys. Like, you know, I just wanted to do it. Like, but she doesn't even really talk about what her motivation is, but she just talks about that. Yes. I know there's some high powered guys. Yeah. Like her one femme fatale moment in this. And it's really kind of squandered. That's the best she does in this movie. And it's the poster. Oh, is it? It's her straddling him. Really? But she says something. Oh, that poster? You don't... If that poster doesn't bring back memories to you, that VHS box doesn't bring back memories to you, that poster that I'm pretty sure was on the Mountain Dew... On what? I like the Mountain Dew thing about, like, children's fitness or whatever in junior high. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was in the corner, like, as one of the sponsors. (laughs) This movie? Yes. I know we saw the trailer for this on Channel One. That's... With like Dan Cortez and Pepsi and the choice of a new generation. That's wild. He asks her, he doesn't, I don't know if he says like, why did you do this? Like, we don't get a good explanation. But she asks her and she says, you don't fuck your husband. You do. Sorry. <laughs> but that's, that's the whole problem. Really, are we going to say this whole murder situation where multiple people have died is because a married couple can't get past some sort of weird like like role shit that it's like you're not supposed like your your wife's not supposed to be a freak in the bed (laughs) i'm sorry like that's multiple people are murdered in this movie because i mean who said lady in the sheets but a freak in the bed um, T Pain, Little John. It's in that sh- that song. Well, like it's one of those people. I think it's Little John. Whoever actually. said that understood some things that nobody in this movie understands. That's right. I mean, because even we'll get to it. He wants that. Yes, she wants that. He wants that. They both want that. I'm not sure she wants that with him. I don't know. I don't know. I she don't wants. Know. She's not excited by him. Yes, she's not. I don't know if she's just excited by the idea of it not being him, like just in in a real general generality kind of way. Kind of a dick move. Excited by it, like like I'm really turned on. It's like really kinky that like it's not you. <laughs> That's kind of a dick move. It is, but we don't get her explicitly saying that. Like right. I'm turned on to the fact that this is forbidden and it's not my husband, or I'm turned on to the fact that like my <laughs> husband actively turns me off and I'm not attracted to him. She's obviously attracted to David Caruso um, because she starts to like, you know, she's like, I know you want it. And he's like, don't do this. She's like, I know you still love me, which is a real, that sucks. Yeah. He's being David Caruso in Jade to her. And then she's like totally straddling him. And then, yeah, we get the poster and it's it's sort of a confession (laughs) question mark. Kind of, but she's she's not she didn't murder him. Like she's not confessing to murder him. She's confessing to her to being Jade to being Jade. Yes. Um, and then straight to like guys get murdered really hard in this movie. Yeah, I mean, then he rejects her and he's like, "Well, so you killed him?" And she's like, "Pissed." She slaps him real fast. And I was like, "You had to go back." Like, was there even a hand in that, or did he just react and there was Foley? <laughs> <laughs> there was a hand. Yeah, there was. Um, and she leaves and then we are at another murder, a murder just to your point of like so fast we see this like weird m- 
ground beef head. <laughs> um, I don't know who this is. I don't know why I'm supposed I to think care. it's the neighbor now that we've gone back and read the synopsis. Yes, but like, we know now that we're it is expected to know the names of these people and their like how they look in just a chee 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 like. Is it Law and Order or CSI? Like, who does, like, the ching, 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 ching? Like, the photos? Yeah. I don't remember. All of a sudden, I think like it's CSI, actually. Okay. So, David Cruz is like, got a cool idea. Let's do that. Uh, um, But, yeah, we don't... I don't remember this guy's name. We've only seen him sitting in, like, a kitchen nook looking at lineups. And now he's, like, in a front room on the floor... Like half of his head exploded. Yeah, it's like I, I don't know who the fuck this is. But we, like, here's the murder weapon. It, it, is it like a spear or? A, yeah, it's a spear. Like, why does he have that? I don't know. Because he doesn't seem like an art buff. <laughs> it, it's 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 a way to try and connect these murders that doesn't work because I don't think that whoever this is came with spear in hand. That doesn't make sense. Um, we thought it was the DA for a little while. Like, I don't know. I, it just. It's not good filmmaking. <laughs> Give us a little bit more. I want to want to like this. I mean, spoiler alert, I've looked up a little bit of the director's cut that's 11 minutes longer uh-huh. while you were out playing Bunko. Uh-huh. It's like 17 frames of ladies getting gone down on. Okay. Because obviously, ladies having pleasure in sex in 1995 is... <laughs> and then... 16 and a half minutes of random plot scenes that don't actually explain anything. <laughs> so. Well, going back to a really like, it's, I don't know, pivotal scene, but something that says like, hey, we're dealing with some deviants here. All these damn boxes of pubes. That doesn't pay out. Other than just the box of like, this means Jade. And so this is potentially this person's name. That's it. Like it, it, it was like, all, were all of these women, these were gifts that were given to this man. Was he having sex with them? Was I mean, just- there's some like, why did we look at like, like Jessica Johnson at 213 Livingston Way, San Francisco, California, 37089. Like, we could have checked her out too. <laughs> to see what's up with like no it's like it's got to be jay right because it's got a weird symbol like everybody else we got their initials their names like Like their home address their blood type their you know yeah i was like but we have a whole table full of these (laughs) we don't get any of that run that shit through some dna stuff (laughs) run that shit through codis and see what happens so to like oh man like little neighbor dude he's still warm when he died about an hour ago like she couldn't wait to kill like no he didn't she didn't kill him she was with me then she ca- he calls Chaz Pimentary. He's like, calls the housekeeper. Tell him I'll be at my apartment, and and he runs out. He's like, gotta go, and goes races back to his apartment where Chaz meets him with a gun to the, like. We do have the phrase penile amnesia. In yes, between. I do have that. Yes, everyone's either dead or has penile amnesia. And we do have just a random scene of Linda Fiorentino like stepping on some dude's balls. She's having sex with some dude. We don't like this is not like at the fuck house or anything. This is something no. she's decided. she's stepping on his ball. She's got a weird bag over her head where she's being kind of choked. I guess it's pantyhose or something. I don't know. It seemed more more bag like than pantyhose. I did but... look up like the difference between the director's cut and the original. I feel like in the director's cut, it's more obvious that she's not just stepping on his ball. She's actually sort of like penetrating him with her heel. 
Ooh. I mean, that's if he's into that, then good that's, for him. That's a lot. That's, that seems like a surgery waiting to happen. And Lorena McKennett is playing in the back. This is the song that I listened. I listened to this album on repeat when I was studying in college. For an example. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what my neighbors thought. Oh, Had wow. they seen Jade? Or- Who knows? I mean, she's Canadian. Are you familiar with her work at all? I'm not, no. She does kind of like that kind of medieval Irish okay. folklore. The highwayman came riding. <laughs> okay. That, I didn't notice that at all. Like the highwayman like ravaging the local villages, whatever. But yeah, she's she's very Canadian. She's not Irish, British, whatever. I didn't hear any of that while this was happening. But yeah, they've we'll got, have to we'll have to go back to that. There's a lot of sex happening, and then she gets freaked out, and like she's second having second thoughts about this, and and leaves, and we're at David Curse's apartment. Chaz Palmieri is like put a real snub nosed little gun under his chin. He's like, "You did this," and he's like, "No." He's like, "I didn't." She's in danger, and now they're on the same team again. And they're going back to his house. It's dark. We've got someone burgling. We've got Hitchcock music while driving. Yes. Finally, we have some like real fucking noir music. I mean, it's like. You know, it's it's not like the really obvious like film noir stuff. It's just intense music yeah we, we get a lot of intense music but we have a real weird tone but we get back to the house and we do not have intense music while someone is searching through it's it's real lackadaisical we got all the windows are open why who knows yeah, it's like a dark and stormy night and there's like all the all the draperies are blowing out of the house but then as soon as we get into like the actual main room it's just a regular night yeah, it's, it's it's only dark and stormy in the attic where the one window is. Like, well, well we're seeing closed. we're seeing like all of the windows like while someone's in the house and we know someone's in the house, but the music is weird. It's like real happy, kind of friendly in comparison to everything else that we've heard. And we got David Tr- Caruso tripping over the dead maid. We have her tripping over the dead maid first. Okay. Yeah. She trips over the dead maid first. Okay. That's how she knows that something's afoot. She's like, doesn't turn one fucking light on. I'm sorry. If I came home <laughs> and I don't know if you're home and all the windows are open and all the lights are off. like I'm, I'm sorry. I've installed some smart plugs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lover. I would turn some fucking lights on. I'm sorry. I know that you don't have the technology to turn on some of I don't want the technology. I, I don't want everyone listening. I'm sorry. I just don't want it. But Alexa, turn on the bedroom light. <laughs> she says the bedroom doesn't support yeah, that. Yeah, but if you're listening to me, your lights just went on. <laughs> Alexa, send $75 to Forbidden Cinema. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, but I would turn some fucking lights on. I'm not just walking up the stairs in the dark. Like, she's already been in a weird spot. Like, you got heels on. Like, it's been a long night. You've been trying to have sex with one dude. You're having sex with another dude. Like, like give yourself a little, take your heels off. <laughs> turn some lights on. 
she's going upstairs. She's she goes into the bedroom. She's the one who trips over the dead maid who also has weird hamburger head. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she's like, what the fuck's going on? And then now we've got I was like, do we have how many people are in this house? I don't know. At this point, I wrote down, though, and it's really off the topic. All of these rich white guys, there is not a huge ass CRT monitor on any of their rich white desks. No, there's not. They don't have any computers. No, not at all. It's 1995. Every rich white guy would have had like a fax machine and a computer. <laughs> That's how like, they would have had their like their wooden desk with their leather writing top They would have been faxing her to like leave the house. <laughs> So then we we have someone chasing her um, up the stairs. I'm pretty sure we I saw somebody else. I was like, I don't know how many people are here. I think there are three. There are three bad guys. I think like not Glenn Gulia, Michael Bean, and the, and other, the guy. other guy. Yeah, are there like the other exactly. guy gets shot really early? Yeah, the other guy dies. Like uh, not Glenn Gulia escapes out a window or something. He just runs out because we also have David Caruso and Chaz Palmateri run in. David Caruso runs up. Chaz Palmateri shoots the other guy and shoots at J- Glenn Gulia. He runs away. He's like, I'm not fucking with this. And then they all running upstairs. They hear her screaming. She's in some weird telephone attic-y room trying to call. She's got a panic room, maybe? It looked real, real... It looked like the level of their shitty racquetball club level type of panic room, if that's what it was. Because um, she's like going to go out the window. Like she smashes out the window. She's like, actually, no, I'm going to go in this room. Well, there's a door. The door is like blowing. And she's like, oh, yeah, that door, that room. I forgot we even had that with this creepy door that's just blowing in the wind as if we live off of a, the sea in Wuthering Heights. Or in Body Heat. There's a lot of wind. That's true. There's a lot of wind and body heat for no reason. And then Michael Beans. They live in Florida. There's not that much wind. I don't know. Michael Beans like, hey, I want to kill this girl, but like, I could probably get some. I don't know what he's doing. If he's he's trying to, I can't. I don't think I really picked up on him trying to assault her in that kind of way. But, um, but then David Crusoe comes in and like he's beating him up. They're, you know, they like lock eyes. Like it's you, it's you, and they're beating each other up and then like a shovel there's a shovel he's trying to choke him with some sort of piping i don't know what it is i feel like that piping is not as uh malleable as no it's like it's smaller dryer it's like a dryer vent yeah but smaller <laughs> um and there's no reason for it to just be randomly in the attic um and then there's lots of shit that's randomly in attics um our th- attic might be the only one that's like only used for insulation Chaz Palminteri runs up and he shoots him like a bunch of times mm-hmm. and he's down. So we got two. He's dead- given some real Bill Paxton vibes when he's gotten <laughs> shot with his mustache. He is very much so. Like, it's like, is is Michael Bean the bad guy in the abyss? I thought Ed Harris was the bad guy. In no, the abyss. Ed Harris is like the hero in the abyss. I've never seen the abyss. Oh, really? No. Hmm. I don't know if it's worth watching again. I feel okay. like Michael Bean with his mustache is the bad guy in the abyss. I mean, Michael Bean is one of my favorite characters. I know you you audibly gasped like a heroine in something when you saw his <laughs> name pop up on the screen. You were like, oh, he's the father of John Connor. He saves the resistance. He goes back. At- OK, I mean, just. 
Ah! <laughs> he's an alien. I know. It's cool. But the like, mustache is a real weird look. What's what's his nuts that's dead now plays him in Terminator Genesis? Or Salvation. What's Anton it? and... Oh. Um. Anton Yelchin? Yeah. Yeah, plays him. Ah. I'm sad. He's an alien. He's, he's just the best actor ever in everything. <laughs> he's in Navy SEALs. <laughs> Well, one might argue that maybe the projects he's chosen has allowed him to be the best actor in them. <laughs> okay, good point. <laughs> he's, he outacts Paul small, Reiser. Small he, pond. <laughs> he outacts Paul Reiser in Aliens. And Paul Reiser is working it in Aliens. He really is. But Paul Reiser also just belongs in a delicatessen. You, should we do no Aliens where he next is. week? Maybe. I don't know. Well, I mean, we we got to go deeper than we may come across something crazy that uh, takes yeah, it in a wholly different I, I'm, direction. I'm still, I, th- I think Beverly Hills Cop is our next one, but I'm down for whatever, lover. All right. So we've got Michael Bean is dead. Other guys dead. Then we just kind of like, it seems like in the same night almost, but it's not, I don't think. Um, David Crusoe makes a governor a call to the governor and he's like leave her alone and dude's lackey dude who was in the house is there he's gotten away and he's just there mm-hmm. um, I don't even know if David Crusoe knew he was there I not have, really I have no idea um, this this movie is short on plot short on style and heavy on awesomeness <laughs> definitely heavy on atmosphere um and he's like don't come after her i have negatives of you fucking an underage prostitute and he's like he's like well okay maybe nobody comes after her but what if somebody comes after you and he's just like turns on his heel and leaves then we've got i guess another night I felt like the the same night but i was like no it's right because they're getting ready to go to a party i guess ah uh, this the yeah, this ending. <laughs> this ending is wild. So, Tess Paul Charity's like getting ready. She walks into her, like the bathroom where. Oh, we have the cufflinks, though. Like, yes. He's got one cufflink. One anchor cufflink. And then she walks into, you know, her vanity, and there's all these photos of her with all these other men. And she's kind of like, okay. I mean, I was like, did someone break in and put these in? Like, that's a really, like, because I, I feel like maybe we saw the... fairness, there's no proper way to respond to your wife of seven to ten years at the time. I don't know. Having sex with, like, 70 other dudes and it all being on film. No, there's I don't think there's an appropriate way. The, but I, think the, the we, I feel like we... inappropriate way is, like, murdering fuckers with hatchets and then printing out the pictures and then putting in them in the dining room. So there is well, there, an inappropriate well, way it's of It's not a dining room. I, but I feel like we see the photos and then we see him with the cufflinks and then we see her with the photos again. Because my first thought was with the photos, like someone's broken in the house and put all these photos here. Like, even though we, I kind of thought that that David Caruso suspected Chaz Molotary at first or at least like initially. 
But then we go to that and then it's like he comes in and she's like, where did you get these? He's like, I got these from dude, like Kyle. I'm sorry. I can't call him Kyle. I can't call him Matt. His name is Kyle Medford. These are dumb names for people. He showed them to me the day before I killed him. He's like, matter of factly. Like, yeah. He's like, basically he was going to black. Like, he didn't say he's going to blackmail you or blackmail me, but that's what it is. And I wasn't going to allow it. And hey, next time we're in bed, why don't you introduce me to Jade? And then it's fucking over. Like, fade to black. Highwaymen came riding. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's it. Like, we are left to infer a lot. So he killed the initial dude, which I made a note and it didn't say it. All of the Asian people that died for the purpose of just one lousy white dude being killed. (laughs) Like, it's ridiculous. Like, who was driving the Pontiac? We don't know. We don't know who's driving the Pontiac. We don't know who technically killed everyone else. Like, who killed Maria, technically. It's probably one of those you guys. You can't see that I'm talking without moving my teeth. But did Michael Bean drive the Pontiac? Maybe. And who killed the neighbor dude? Because if he's only been dead for an hour, uh, how do they get like to the... We don't know how far away. They, they choppered into that island for I whatever. Mean, how did they get to the other I'm house? I'm going to finish this episode without separating my teeth. <laughs> but It's not a bad Michael Bean. No, it's, it's not a bad not Michael a Bean. terrible Charlton Heston. No, either. it's very, very, very similar. <laughs> it's also very similar to a, one of the Madagascar penguins. Yeah, we're left to just kind of go like it doesn't really matter he killed that dude for this reason and that put everything else in motion and that doesn't really matter but hey next time we're having sex why don't you introduce me to this freaky side of you like that you have developed and maybe even have why can't i remember this phrase uncontrollable urge coupled with hysterical blindness yeah that she's she has disassociated so much from having sex with him because it's so horrible that she's created this other character and other (sighs) being and he's like hey yeah i'd like to meet her and we're done so (laughs) the movie is fucking over that's like fade to black it's done like what is happening right now it's wild this is there's 10 more minutes of this in basic instinct yeah. We get saxophones and people having sex and I what what <laughs> Sorry. So I mean, I get it. There's a lot to this. There's a lot of things to probably to, to enjoy from this movie if you just you're not interested in really like getting into some really interesting murder or anything really other than just seeing some people having a sex plot and i mean this was as long as like four episodes of friends on max <laughs> and i might go back and watch this instead of watching four episodes of friends how um, long have we been talking about this now longer than the movie <laughs> much much longer than the movie which credit to the film yeah yeah, and I could still I could talk another thirty minutes. I, we need to go to the fuck to bed. But I also think we'll just kind of go like we'll just be going what what. So I think we need to call it hundred hundred episodes, babe. I 
I just said to you, like, I did not like this movie earlier, but, like, I am so happy I've seen it now. <laughs> it does not live up to the poster, to the VHS. It does not live up to the caliber of anybody in it. But I've had a blast. I, I cannot think of a better way to spend a hundred episodes with the love of my life watching <laughs> dirty movies we weren't allowed to watch as children. This is the ultimate. I love you, babe. I love you too. This one checks all the boxes. <laughs> Guys, I hope that you've had a good time along for the ride and uh, Jimmy Kiss Kiss. I hope Hope this satisfied what you were looking for. Thanks. If this doesn't send us, literally, dude, send us voice memos. We will play the whole thing. <laughs> we'll do an, a bonus episode of just like everything you want to say. Just send us 45 minutes, two hours, three hours of rant and we'll post it. I promise. That's a lot. But 100%. Thanks so much, guys, for for hanging out with us. For having, you know, hopefully you're having a good time. Um, you know, we've we're ha- we're enjoying it. Send in your suggestions. Um, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at Gmail. Follow us on Instagram. You can DM us. Um, Forbidden Cinema. Um, if you haven't, Minx, uh, Minx that is on Stars has just wrapped up its second season. Um, we've enjoy the covering on that give me a little couple cocktail ideas on minx on stars on instagram um as well as just checking those episodes they're a bunch of fun on the stars app yes season two was amazing so good so shoot us a message i mean i'm thinking beverly hills cop but if you got something better i'm listening i don't know a hundred episodes down a hundred episodes what the hell I mean, if you'd have told us just snowed in during COVID, drunk as hell that we were going <laughs> to <laughs> like watching Basic Instinct and talking about vaginas that like a hundred episodes later, we'd still be doing this. Guys, we love you. I love my girl. I love my kitty cat. Everything is amazing. And just uh, we'll see you next week for going deeper on this crazy nonsense. All right, guys. guys. See ya.